Welcome to Emily Rose Meditations. I'm your host, Emily, and today we'll be engaging Julian of Norwich to help us find rest. This is the 61st chapter of Julian of Norwich's long text entitled Revelations of Divine Love. Take a deep breath, and wherever you are, let your shoulders relax, let your attention settle, and I invite you to open your heart to these words. And in our spiritual birth, Jesus behaves with incomparably more tenderness and in as much as our soul is of greater value in his eyes. He fires our understanding. He directs our ways. He eases our conscience. He comforts our soul. He enlightens our heart and gives us some degree of knowledge and love of his blessed Godhead with awareness through grace of his most precious manhood and his blessed passion, and with courteous wonder at his great and surpassing goodness. And he makes us love all that he loves for his love's sake, and makes us take pleasure in him and all his works. If we fall, he quickly raises us by calling us tenderly and touching us with grace. And when we have been strengthened like this by his dear actions, then we choose him willingly through his precious grace. We choose to serve him and to love him forever and ever. And after this, he allows some of us to fall harder and more painfully than we ever did before, or so it seems to us. And those of us who are not very wise think that all our earlier effort has gone for nothing. But it is not so, for we need to fall and we need to be aware of it. For if we did not fall We should not know how weak and wretched we are of ourselves, nor should we know our Maker's marvelous love so fully. For in heaven we shall see truly and everlastingly that we have sinned grievously in this life. And we shall see that in spite of this, his love for us remained unharmed, and we were never less valuable to him. And by experiencing this failure, we shall gain a great and marvelous knowledge of love in God for all eternity. For that love which cannot and will not be broken by sin is strong and marvelous. And this is one aspect of the benefit we gain. Another is the humility and gentleness we shall gain from seeing our fall. For by this we shall be raised up high in heaven, a rise which we might never have known without that humility. And therefore we need to see it. And if we do not see it, though we should fall, it would not profit us. Usually we fall first, then we see it, and both through the mercy of God. The mother may allow the child to fall sometimes and to be hurt for its own benefit, but her love does not allow the child ever to be in any real danger. And though our earthly mother may allow her child to perish, 
Our Heavenly Mother Jesus cannot allow us, who are his children, to perish. For he, and none but he, is almighty, all wisdom, and all love. Blessed may he be. But often, when our falling and our wretched sin is shown to us, we are so terrified and so very ashamed that we hardly know where to put ourselves. But then, our kind mother does not want us to run from him. There is nothing he wants less. But he wants us to behave like a child. For when it is hurt or frightened, it runs to its mother for help as fast as it can. And he wants us to do the same, like a humble child saying, My kind mother, my gracious mother, my dearest mother, take pity on me. I have made myself dirty and unlike you, and I neither may nor can remedy this without your special help and grace. And if we do not feel that we are immediately given help, we can be sure that he is behaving like a wise mother. For if he sees that it would be more beneficial for us to grieve and weep with sorrow and pity, he allows us to continue until the right moment, and all for love. So then, he wants us to take on the nature of a child, which always naturally trusts the love of its mother in weal and woe. And he wants us to cling strongly to the faith of Holy Church and find our dearest mother there in the comfort of true understanding with the whole blessed community. For a single person may often feel broken, but the whole body of Holy Church has never been broken, nor ever shall be for all eternity. And therefore, it is a safe, good, and gracious thing to wish humbly and strongly to be supported by and united to our mother, Holy Church, that is Christ Jesus, For there is plenty of the food of mercy, which is his dearest blood and precious water, to make us clean and pure. The blessed wounds of our Savior are open and rejoice to heal us. The sweet, gracious hands of our mother are ready and carefully surround us. For in all this, he does the work of a kind nurse who has nothing to do but occupy herself with the salvation of her child. His task is to save us, and it is his glory to do so, and it is his wish that we know it, for he wants us to love him tenderly and trust him humbly and strongly. And he showed this in his gracious words, I hold you quite safely. What an act of faith and confidence in the Holy Spirit to say that the Holy Church is never broken. Though this is before the Reformation that Julian's writing, there's never been a shortage of division among Christians. There's even that bit in 1 Corinthians saying, I belong to Apollos, I belong to Peter, I belong to Paul. It seems that Julian is saying that no matter what things look like from our perspective, as she's reminded us many times, It doesn't mean that the whole thing is as fractured as it seems to our eyes. 
the Holy Church, which Julian understands as the presence of God in the world and in our hearts, is always strong enough to carry our doubt, always tough enough to withstand our uncertainty, always ready to hold us as we seek rest. Thank you for joining me today. The peace of Christ be with you.